Hello everyone, this episode of Talk and Pop for the Culture is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starring prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new podcaster or existing broadcaster like ourselves, looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. That's poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code TALKPOP, T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex is the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or simply to gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. That is poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code TALKPOP, T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. Now, let's get on to the show. Sponsorship for the podcast. Is brought to you by ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN, you're probably wondering what is a VPN. Before we get into it, just to let you know, especially if you want to watch culture content, and you figure your ISP is not going to find out what you're doing or your family members aren't knowing what they're doing, you think Incognito Mode is going to save you? Guess what? It's not going to save you. That's where ExpressVPN comes in. ExpressVPN is a virtual private network, a VPN can create a secure tunnel between your device and internet. It pretty much means it hides your information from hackers, your ISP, and the government. Pretty much, especially if you try to go to a public Wi-Fi, if you did not have ExpressVPN, this is what happens. A hacker can connect to that same unencrypted Wi-Fi network and can steal your personal information. By having ExpressVPN, it'll help encrypt your internet connection using the highest standards of encryption currently available. It will take a hacker with a secure billions of years to crack. That means when you're traveling, as long as you have ExpressVPN, you turn it on. If you got to use a public Wi-Fi at an airport, hotel, coffee shop, by having that, you are perfectly secured. So why I love to use ExpressVPN is because for the podcast, especially a pop culture section one like ourselves, I want to study content. And unfortunately, my streaming service, for example, Netflix has certain content that's geo-blocked. For example, I want to see Studio Ghibli on Netflix. Unfortunately, Netflix USA does not carry it. Lucky for me, I have ExpressVPN. So all I have to do is click on ExpressVPN on my laptop, switch my location from where I'm living at, which is in the U.S., to Toronto, Canada, type in Spirit Away, refresh, refresh my browser, type in Spirit Away, and voila! Now I get access to the movie Spirit Away, but I also get access to Studio Ghibli's whole library on Netflix. It doesn't work just on Netflix. It works on many streaming services as well. So that way you can enjoy content that's usually blocked by geolocation. So pretty much, ExpressVPN, what makes it the best? Well, ExpressVPN offers the fastest speed. ExpressVPN invests in only in premium servers, making it consistently faster than any VPN provider. 24-7 customer support. Live chat means your questions will be answered within seconds, not hours. It's easy to use. You can use it on your smartphone, your laptop, your tablet, your game console, your smart TV to protect your stuff. Because you're not knowing, if not having a VPN, you know what happens? Pretty much your ISP service provider pretty much can sell your data to advertisers, government officials, and companies. So by having a VPN, they put a stop by encrypting all your data and hiding your location. And guess what? For right now, for listeners and viewers of Talking Pop for the Culture, you can get three months 
for free, a free trial of three months by clicking on expressvpn.com slash talk pop. That's expressvpn talk pop. You click on there, you get three months for free for trying out of ExpressVPN. And guess what? They're the number one top rated VPN provider, rated number one by CNET, The Verge, Wire, TechRadar, and many more. Also rated 9.5 out of 10 based on 3,131 reviews on TrustFund. I enjoy ExpressVPN, and you guys should enjoy it as well. Just make sure to click on the link in the description below, which is expressvpn.com slash talkpop. You save yourself three months for free. That's a three month, three months free trial. And you can look at the prices that works in a plan just for you. So go ahead, enjoy ExpressVPN just as much as I enjoy ExpressVPN. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Boys and fangirls and non-binaries, welcome to another edition of Talking Pop for the Culture, the podcast and all things pop culture. I'm your host, the franchise. Of course, joining me is my co-host, Biko. Hey guys, just to let you know, China's recording. I want to say Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Hope you enjoy, you know, barbecues with your dad, spending time with your dad, grandparents, godfathers. Um, especially keeping cool as temperatures are rising right now. And- Especially monkeypox has been breaking out everywhere now. It's like COVID has taken a backseat to monkeypox now. Yeah. I've never heard of monkeypox, so please, someone tell me about monkeypoxes. <laughs> Somehow it has become rampant. And I don't know, it's weird. You hear about this, Pico, about monkeypox? Yeah, but I'm not really too concerned about it. But it's much population. It's only a few cases. I know there was a guy who escaped out of Mexico. Uh, during holiday out there, get uh, hospital in Mexico. And he's from America, and so I think they're trying to figure out whether he found himself back stateside America, or he's still flooding, uh, or at least still lost in Mexico himself. I don't know what it would be, but he was in Puerto Vallarta, which is like a beach town. So like, there's not a lot of places he can go that where he's not going to be spotted or known of, but. He was at the hospital for, I think it was like four or five days, and then he left. Oh, but wow. he was suffering from monkeypox. So that was the last thing I knew of. Uh, the other cases are very, they're not, they're they're exaggerating, I feel like, the, the spread of it compared to what it really, only the few reported cases. Yeah, it's been, I know they're just saying now that they're becoming like packs again. So yeah. I know like, it's like COVID is taking the back. That's weird. It just keeps popping on my phone. It just keeps popping up saying, oh, monkeypox outbreak. Like, what's the monkeypox? Like, okay, right. Yeah. But I think it's because people are starting to travel again. I think it's a big case. Too. Sure. Yeah. And people are traveling. So it's like really interesting. So um, one thing I do have a lot of news, guys, especially when it comes to professional wrestling. So 
Uh, before we get to professional wrestling, I'll see Cody. Have anything you want to report for sports wise at the time of this recording? <laughs> oh no, I mean I was gonna say just that. Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, Boston but they're down three to two in the NBA final series against Golden State. Uh, and we're seeing a different, I guess you could say, a different, uh, a different. But still powerful Golden State Warriors in the finals, although Curry didn't have a great game five. Uh, they still had both where they Jordan Poole come off the bench and provide the spark that they needed to kind of close the game out. Um, they were up by 10, but it was a close game uh, through much of uh, all four quarters. But it had Golden State carrying the lead for most of the game, and then Boston series is 3-2, but I wouldn't count Boston up just yet. You know, I, for what I can tell, the NBA wanted to go seven games. Like, obviously, Golden State fans want it to be done in six. Boston mm-hmm. fans don't want to see that happen. Um, I personally want to see it go seven games just because it's going to help the series. Um, I think one for the history books. And definitely compared to last year's series run, um, I did enjoy watching Milwaukee versus the Suns in the finals, but like, Rooting for the Suns and then and then switching over to root for an Eastern Conference team in the finals because the Bulls being out got a chance to kind of observe how the Eastern Conference has changed to become the the better conference, the more competitive conference over the West being the most competitive out of the two conferences for a good part of like two decades now, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So we we've seen the shift with I think this year watching these playoffs play out. And Seeing a, a team like Boston be competitive against Golden State with the history that they have of winning their dynasty um, in the past decade, and still having that core there that's been successful and watching them kind of hold their own, but and as well as taking the lead. So yeah, it's, um, I'm excited to see where this plays out, especially because like it's the first half of summer is is the NBA season ending, and then you got hockey ending in their playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and then you kind of have. Baseball fans being happy because they're able to see America's game take over the summer and ESPN kind of co- having more coverage for that. And then you get back to uh, football to come up in September. So I like seeing the NBA kind of close up halfway through my through my year. That way I'm looking forward to the fall but, uh, and for the Bulls to come back into play. But until then, I have this incredible series to really kind of look forward to. Um, but that's that's like the only sports stuff I know. I don't keep up with baseball. I've watched them under the Sox whole series for hot. Yeah, I've been like out of baseball in a while. I just follow through like the sports scores. Um, just to switch TV providers. I don't think there's any games going on. So I was of course the Yankees and the Bulls. Oh yeah. Same with the Hawks, right? Same with the Hawks are going through the same And even like going to like football itself, not soccer, but going to like right now with soccer right now, a lot of the since the World Cups are gonna come out until November, so I want not not a lot of talk to talk about, but um we just find out the last two teams that are qualifying for the last two spots was yesterday was Australia coming from behind and winning in penalties. And then yes and then today Costa Rica beat New Zealand one nothing in the final playoff to advance to to the World Cup for the last two teams. So we got our final third set. Um, pretty much, Costa Rica is kind of like in the stage of death because they got Spain, Germany, and Japan in their group. Mm-hmm. Um, Mexico and Art has Saudi Arabia, Poland, and Argentina.
Argentina. So it'll be an interesting World Cup, but of course we have to wait till November. That's why right now a lot of teams are now in between, you know, seasons um because a lot of the, the, the UEFA Nations League and of course the Concacaf Nations League as well. So they're trying to keep their keep their players fit since there's no World Cup summer this year because it's gonna be in Qatar and of course we'll see in November our winter months it's supposed to be less warm over there. Versus uh, hot summers of course, you know Finally, we get a World Cup this year. Hopefully, everything goes out with a hitch. We already got our last two teams. And we'll probably talk about more down the line once we get to the World Cup, of which I am looking forward to. That's like one of the biggest soccer international events, basically, that everyone talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it's been, I've been going through like comic.com and through a lot of news and stuff going on. And of course, convention season is come, it's picking off. There are a lot of conventions coming up, you know, especially in Illinois. Um, I am going to just let you guys know ahead of time. I am going to be at Fan Expo. I'm coming, going to be there July 9th, which is a Saturday. It used to be called Wizard World. I'm actually going to be there to try to get like footage for the podcast for our Patreon. So right now, we only have one tier right now. You can support the, the channel by five bucks only. You'll get access to my call convention footage, meaning I'm going to take my phone, kind of like a vlog, so only Patreon subscribers were able to see it. I'm going to go around recording footage at the convention, probably stop people and cosplay, ask them questions, you know, what brings them there. Because it could be, you know, people haven't gone to conventions in a while, and this is like a big thing, because now there's more conventions than there was last year before COVID. So that'll be that. Um, me and Biko will be at C2E2 in August, so we'll have a lot of footage there as well. I'm basically going to go there just to walk around the floor, probably get autographed as well. Um, but also just shooting footage for Patreon, because, you know, we got a Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash talkpop. Of course, I'll put I'll put the description in the, in, in the box in the information below on the video and also at the end of the video as well and the podcast. But right now we just have one tier right now, just simple five bucks, guys. Just to, as you can see, we're slowly upgrading our home studio. Home studio, we got the mics. I've been putting a lot of money into myself, but it'd be cool to get like support to help us out. And who knows? Not just local conventions. You know, our dream will probably go to like different conventions outside of my state because I heard like conventions in our states are kind of cool as well. It'd be great to get like some footage for the Patreon as well. You guys, just us traveling around, going to different conventions. You know, eventually, we'll, hopefully, one day it'll be San Diego Comic Con, or that's the big one, or even ones in other countries like in Canada, Fan Expo Canada as well, or even some other countries would be kind of cool as well. Like Japan, I'm pretty much that's my dream, my dream place. But I, I'm probably gonna wait till next year once they open up some more. That way, it's not as restrictive as I just look at plane tickets right now, just to fly right now this summer under the restrictions. $1,500, dude, for a nonstop flight from Chicago to Tokyo. Wow. But it's not bad, it's a nonstop flight, but huh? I'm going to wait till they start opening up the country more. That way, you're not restricted at certain places you can't go. So, and then um, i just been looking on stuff that's been going on. Of course, Stranger Things is out, part one. Um, Biko, I know you've been, you've been watching that. What's your thoughts so far? Because I. I haven't gotten back to Stranger Things. What can you sell me about this coming season that will get me to go back and start watching it? They send your reaction part one. Well, without spoiling it. Well, spoiling it. If you can. But get to spoil it. I mean, if you can do it without spoiling it, that'd be great. It'd be great for the, the viewers and uh, listeners. I. It's, it's a lot. It's a, a big step up from last year's, or from last season, at least part one so far. I will say, um, I think the the cinematography, the visuals, are even a big step up as well from what we've seen. So I think a lot of care and attention has been put into this season. 
Um, and I think you'll like the way the characters, well, certain characters have shown development and 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 how their stories flesh out. So I think you'll like this season a lot better. And this part one, I guess you could call it the majority of the first season because we're just waiting on two more episodes, mm-hmm. which comes out I think in like two weeks. Yeah, uh, I think it's so, like in July, sometime in July, right? Yeah. So. And those two episodes are almost three and a half hours, and so so it's like they, in each episode within the season has been a, an hour plus. So, so it's like watching a film, basically. Yeah. So they mm. for as much they they definitely um, I will say like for how long the episodes are, they get they do very well with pacing. So it's very they, the season is easily bingeable, easily watchable, um, and I think it's they they showed why they. They are the main anchors for Netflix now. Yeah, because I know they did. They showed it. I know right now they're showing like I guess um Netflix had to like do Geek Week or they're showing a lot of like upcoming you know properties are coming out. Um, they just show some more footage of Sonic Prime, which is the new Sonic animated series that's gonna be available on Netflix, the, the CGI series. Which I'm happy that Roger Craig Smith's gonna be back as Sonic because there's like rumors that he will be part of it. Um, I just see some screenshots for the next spinoff of Castlevania. Which is um based on um, Richter Belmont, who's the descendant of, of course, Trevor Belmont from the first Castlevania series. This is based on Rondo and Blood and Shadow of Darkness. So it kind of it's like a continuation. And then um another one they're showing uh, One Piece. Of course, the live action film is uh, live action series is coming out. Um, they were showing the screenshots of the sets. They're building like the boats and stuff, and the concept art for the Going Mary, um, the Barity. It's crazy how they're building these sets because it's all wood. And they have one of the actors on there um, who's playing Luffy on there. Um, he was introduced in the video as well. So it looks good. Um, based on the money that Netflix is pouring out for this series, it looks and the guys who are showrunning, I tell they're, they're One Piece fans. So they read the manga. And I kind of like how they were taking these designs, going from a manga to like live action, just the effort that the crew is making. And I'm looking forward to it because I know Cabo Bebo got big shade last year. And look what happened. Maybe I canceled. Hopefully, this one with Oda as the producer for it as well, and how he wanted the characters to be fleshed out. And you look at the cat; they announced four cast members that are joining. It's a really diverse cast, but do like it's not whitewashing. It really brought like a good, like soulful, diverse cast. So it's like mostly I can see like mostly international cast if you look at it that way. So it'll be interesting how these characters are going to be brought to life. I'm just curious how Luffy's going to look. You know, of course, his ability to be CGI and stuff. And the, the gum gum fruit. I'm rewatching One Piece, so I'm very caught up on the manga. Of course, if you guys don't know what the manga, um, Oda's taking a break at the end of this month. Um, he's taking a one-month break to prepare for the final arc of One Piece. So it looks like we're going to be nearing the end of this long, more than 20-year journey of Luffy and his crew. Um, spoiler, if you haven't caught up on the manga, I'm seeing a spoiler right now. Um, the last chapter I read this past weekend uh, was the end of the Wano arc, looks like. I don't want to tell you who wins, but it's at the end. And like I said, there's a couple more chapters before the end of this month, before Oda takes his one-month break, and then we'll start working on the, the next one basically, the next final arc. Apparently, that's what he's saying. Corners Publishers is going to be the final arc of One Piece, basically. So we are heading 
hopefully to the near end of this long journey. One of the longest running mangas out there. One of the longest running animes out there as well. The anime is slowly catching up as well. Um, of course, Miss Marvel came out. I haven't seen it, but I heard the early reviews are not too bad. Of course, they had to change Summer of Powers just to make it more practical for you know, the MCU. But based on I seen clips of it, it looks really good. Um, I definitely need to check it out. It's cool seeing like these other characters getting you know attention now. And then I just find something here at combo.com that's nice. Well, to get to new terms with a new lead singer. What? Um, this article is by Charlie Ridley. Ridley. Hope I'm not pushing the name. And I'll read it verbatim. Um, basically. <laughs> the guys started the writer started the article was like, hey now, the band behind one of the biggest hits of the late nineties and like you come back with your voice. Smash Up, who became a household name with nineteen ninety nine's All Star and their work with the Shrek movies. Lost his lead singer last year. Founding vocalist Stephen Steve Harwell retired from the band due to health concerns that didn't issue on stage last year. Mm-hmm. Always his partners is signaling the end of the band, however, as a new singer has officially been announced. Singer, actor, and songwriter Zach Good, who made believers out of the main Smash Mouth members at the Urna Jaja Phil Harwell's shoes. Step in as the band's new lead vocalist. He joined Smash Mouth last month to perform in front of 50,000 fans in Guadalajara. Just last week, the band released its first single with Good at the Forefront, a cover of Rick Astley's iconic hit, Never Gonna Give You Up, which is funny because that song came out in the 80s and somehow is popular now mm-hmm. because of the Rickroll culture. This following Rickroll singer, Smash Mouth, is set to release another song for July, which will be the release at the start of next month, just before the band heads out on the summer tour. The tour will kick off in Mason, Ohio on July 3rd. Wow. And it says here the only basis, Paul Delisle is not the only founding member of Mustachio for remaining in the current iteration of the band. Shinra Harwell, the band also seen a departure of guitarist and songwriter Greg Camp, who left in 2008. And then this is what Lyle said um, from Variety. He said here, I was hurt when Greg left, but there was never any question that Smashball would continue. Um, keyboardist Michael Closter has been part of this for 25 years too, and we all knew we'd continue. Steve was always. Equally adamant then about keeping Smash Mouth going. But we had to do is help with the most important thing. Steve retired, we moved on. It was sad for so many years, but we did see it coming. So, what's your thoughts on that? Because Smash Mouth still going strong <laughs> all these years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't. Well, the fact that the remaining or the original founders aren't even really there anymore. It's not even the same band. I never listened to them in the first place. I always thought they were annoying. So, <laughs> so for them to have a whole, for the original man founding people to not be in the their own band that they founded says a lot. Oh, like about, one remaining, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I guess the one remaining member. It says a lot about the the band being in the band as far as the entity goes, and then the people who work in maintain that entity. So it's kudos to them i guess for doing this for that long and just running on one hit this whole time and, and i'm not saying they didn't do other ones but they're covers they're, they weren't their own songs they were all stars they're a forever hit they can ride that to the end of the sun they've been doing it by all means they, they, they have a believe believer that's cover. a cover though but, but it was so good i mean yeah, it's a cover to a monkey it's a song. cover it's a cover so the monkeys just, remember and that's funny i was watching one Mace roll like yeah, today and cool. they had the three members of the monkeys on there i think it was the one episode one uh Corey and Eric were going to do a rave, and of course, their parents' anniversary. And of course, that Peter Tord, who was uh, played Jebediah Lawrence, who was uh, Samantha's father, and of course, they had uh, Davy Jones, and the other guy played Corey, like Alex, and Tony. <laughs> yeah. 
then you had the death and the Partridge family is the managers, like asking them. They're like bigger than the Beatles. And they're like, oh my god, the monkey. I remember just seeing the reruns from that show when I was growing up. It shows how old I am, guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one of the things I saw. I'm like, oh shoot. Uh, and of course, I found out the biggest thing is Funko acquired Mondo. Oh, really? Yeah, this is announced at comicbook.com. This is wow. Uh, like I said a few days ago, um, yesterday, time this recording. Uh, Funko, the company behind the popular pop final line of collectible figures and other similar collectible lines, announced on Monday has a purchase of Mondo, a purveyor of high end pop culture collectibles, including vinyl records, posters, toys, and apparel from Allo Draft House. Um, Rob Jones and Tim Lee founded Mondo in 2004 to cater to collectors and movie posters from the area. So we're more focused on the film type of industry stuff. Um, they found Mondo 24. So Johnson Comic Street like Francisco, Franca Mia, and Josh to trade high thoughts and limitations about working with their favorite properties and what's called Funk. Mondo's a fan base, a high-end pop collectors like the perfect complement of Funk's current portfolio, portfolio of brands by leveraging our international distribution and licensing network. We'll build well positioned to expedite the growth of Mondo brands and keep the second officer, Andrew Promoter, in the press release. It's an exciting opportunity to collect a couple of Mondo's already stellar product assortment and a stag with Funk's massive popular library. Uh, and then Mondo published a blog post commenting the news on the website saying, For 20 years, we have poured our heart and souls into this weird little thing that Rob Jones and Tim Lee started in the closet corner of an Elmo Draft House lobby. And out of the closet underneath the seats of Draft House Auditorium, seriously, we eventually opened our own gallery space and even started our own convention. We always love following our passions and doing things our own way, and we'll be forever thankful to the Elmo Draft House for pouring those passions and helping us grow with what we are today. But we needed a bigger boat. And that's where Funko comes in. They understand what Mondo is today and are eager to help us become the company we want to be. From the outside, Mondo might seem like it's changing, but on the inside, much is staying the same. We remain the same team and our goals remain unchanged. We are still the same bunch of weirdos who share an undying obsession with popular and maybe less popular culture. And are created to make cool stuff with the best artists in the world. We are still the same company that's starting to fear your lobby. For now, we have more resources for our vision. Um, this article was written by Jamie Lovett for Combo.com. So, um, what's your thoughts on that, Biko? Uh, I know we I'm collecting Funko Pops again, but what do you think of this being as a more of a big win for Funko or a big help for like Mondo and trying to get the brand more out internationally? Uh, yeah, I guess it's a win for both in a way. Yeah, get them building a global presence and and with Funko, I guess being yeah, it's pretty prominent and has been big for the past few decades now. So I feel like having them as a boost could only propel their their the bigger heights compared to what they had before. Just because it's like, why wouldn't you want to partner up with the big boy, the big boy in the block when they, and in turn, probably it's going to help Funko diversify what they are able to offer. So, I don't know. It just it's good. It's good for Mondo. I feel like more than it would be for Funko. Yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of TikTok videos of Funko. Like, that's kind of cool. You can go to their place to make your own. That's kind of cool. Yeah, like and that's that's not yeah. Like, it, it totally it's because they got so many cool. like licenses with not just like like stuff here, but like with you know with directors, with, with writers, with like presidents. Um, the anime starting. There's a lot of Funkos being made with a lot of anime properties. It's like trying to make. Things affordable for collectors. I know I collect like anime figures, but it does feel nice to go to fun- some Funkos. But of course, 
anime weaves are probably going to go after me. But what about the true anime figures? But at the same time, it's like, you got to find something that's better on your budget as well. But then that's why they got different figure lines in the anime industry as well. So it's just pop-up rigs. And then those figures run about 40 bucks. So they try to make those, like, more easier to access. And of course, it's just a Wii from Japan as well. So you get to get late as well. Well, you have access to Funko Pop too. So I did get a few of my Hero Gamer Funko Pop as well. <laughs> so we prepare for Titan Expo because most of the actors are going to be there. So it's good to have Funko Pops just from the collector standpoint, especially if they make the boxes make good stuff. Well, box. So nice. So definitely something that definitely that'd be a big like win for both companies just to get because now with Mondo being more like on the game side of things. It opens up more with Funko trying to make, you know, either... Because they, they do just be on the Funko Pops. They got, like, shirts, you know, merch, like, other types of merch. But Mondo's, like, kind of influence on the film industry. It can get a lot of licensed properties. Mm. Um, another thing I can tell you before I get into the special wrestling Oh yeah, Ruby. Um, if you remember the show Ruby, um, the one by Rooster Teeth. Uh, uh, Anime Studios actually doing adaptation of Ruby. It's gonna come out on Crunchyroll, I believe, on June twenty fourth, the twenty sixth of the first three episodes. Oh, Ice Queen though. So I'm assuming it's gonna be focused on uh, Weiss's like storyline. So that's like I think it's gonna be outside the main community. So it's not the same like Rooster Teeth making. It's like another anime studio. That's kind of cool. They're still expanding. But it's just rumors that the next season of Ruby. Which they are supposed to be working it due to the delays of um, COVID. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be coming out on Crunchyroll, but also on the HBO Max service as well. I know they just released the Quarry by Supermax Games. If you remember, they're behind, you know, the Dark Pictures Anthology they do with a collaboration with um, Bandai Namco, uh, but it's just outside of it. So it's one of those like survival, kind of like movie type games. Um, and it has a lot of actors in it. It has like just this in it, Brenda Song's in it, David Arquette's in it. Um, some actors on there that are well known. And it's one of those need those decision type games. I seem like some people playing it right now. Um, and I just found out Hideo Kojima. I think Microsoft had a little like showcase and Hideo Kojima his studios just announced a partnership with Xbox to make a game for Xbox. But according to Kojima, he's based in like I was seeing on Twitter that supposedly he still has a good relationship with PlayStation, but he's trying to expand his like offering so it's kind of cool that that's happening as well. Um, of course, there's, they show more footage of Sonic Frontiers, which I find out that um, pretty much um, Ian Flynn, who's currently one of the head writers for the Sonic the Hedgehog IDW comic series, is helping out the story arc for the video game Sonic Frontiers. And it's supposed to be kind of like an open world Sonic game, which people I think could have been asking for more open world based. Uh, I've seen the footage, it looks good. And then they just announced like an animated prologue starring Knuckles that's going to take place prior to the main game. But like I said, Ian Flynn's taking care of the writing for it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this does it well. Of course, Sonic Origins is coming out soon, which is like a rehashing of the original game. So finally, Sonic 3 and Knuckles is finally going to be available. Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic CD. And Sonic 3 and Knuckles will be available as well. Of course, Ninja Turtles is coming out soon. Strider's Revenge is coming out soon. 
Um, they just announced Keaton Joseph's been added to the fighting roster. Splinter, you got April. All four turtles. And what's cool is all four turtles, all voice actors from the original turtles in the 87 series are coming to reprise their roles for the video game. Um, it's coming out, I believe, June 18th. At time of this, it's probably gonna be out right now. At <laughs> the time of this recording, uh, it'll be out right now. So definitely check that out. Of course, there's the Kyle Bunga collection. I believe that's like forty dollars. And the course, Rage Revenge is cool. Arcade Beat Well, if you can. But I heard right now, it could be up to six players co-op. There's been a rumor about that. But right now, they've just been showing screenshots of two players. But especially they can have a team of six. In the case, you just been added as a possible character. Missing like gameplay footage of exclusives with how to push combos and stuff, special attacks. It's like one of those like old school arcade like beat em up games. It's really cool and it's something that is enjoyable. Like, remember those days of going to their arcade, spending your money. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of hard to see arcade beat em ups. <laughs> okay. Um, one thing now we're gonna, there's one more we're gonna use. I know you're, we were talking about, we did a review of the Joker film. And it was announced that there's Joker 2, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips coming back. Todd was coming back to direct. And Joaquin Phoenix is coming back to reprise role as Joker. But now there's been something going on. This is from the Hollywood Reporters by Boris Kitt. And the headline says, Joker 2, Lady Gaga and early talks to join Joaquin Phoenix, Todd Phillips, in musical sequel. So Joker 2 might be a musical. Hmm. Something extraordinary that she could be playing Harley Quinn. And it says here, according to this article, it says, Joker's back and this time is from a friend. Lady Gaga is in early talks to star opposite Joaquin Phoenix and director Taco's sequel to Joker, the Oscar winning 1 billion grossing 2019 Warner Bros. hit film, hit based on the DC film. The Souls has been writing the script with Joker co writer Scott Silk for some time and finally joins his studio. Last week, a post reel on social media that a towering project called Joker Pole Adieu. Referencing a medical term for identical similar mental disorder that affects two or more individuals, usually members of the same family. While the same new social media post show Phoenix reading the script, the actor's involvement is not exactly a faint complete just yet. So still have a report that Warner has yet to close the deal with the actor, but the two sides still get there. So there's still time for negotiation. Now, right now, according to this article, I'm reading the article for BM guys, I'm not paraphrasing. I'll enter Gaga. Details of her character are being kept for rest, but Joker is known for his on off relationship a psychiatrist at Arkham Asylum Institution falls in love with him, becomes a sidekick and partner in crime. I'm sure whether Phillips and the company are using other DC characters or checking out their own, then it makes it personal. If the deal makes if the deal makes Gaga will play Quinn, however, this new Quinn exists in a different DC universe than Marvel Robbie's Holly Quinn, who has recently appeared in 2021 Dust Suicide Squad, as well as other films. But wait, that's not all. Sources say the sequel can also be musical. So that'd be interesting to see. That'd be kind of something that's different. Yeah. But see, compared to the Batman, which was more to me, that was more like a detective thing. It was like a, more of a film noir type detective story. Because you have Batman narrating. And seeing something that's like, I'm liking like how DC's, like, Landy's directors kind of like take these characters and just make it like their own multiverse. Because so, I have to follow the same continuity. But kind of cool to see like a musical. And what are your thoughts of that? You know. Uh, no, I, if they do a musical for the second one, I'll probably not watch the second one in theater. Because I, I have nothing against musicals. I just don't want to see a whole musical dedicated to Joker and the character being just a musical. Like, yeah, they did it in the cartoon and it works in the cartoon, but it just doesn't. I don't want to see a whole movie. I don't want to see musical 
for Batman. I just don't. That's just like not, especially for the Joker character. They didn't, he didn't build it that way in the first one to be that, to suddenly be campy. I'm not saying they didn't have campy moments in the Joker movie, but. I mean, they can make it like a limit. The way they make it sound in French, it could be almost like a Les Miserables type of theming, nah, where it's like dark dude. and stuff. No, that movie's not dark. You can't, you can't, like. That, what do you mean like, it's not dark? It's not. Like, it's, a rep- it's a French Revolution. You can't. I'm talking about Joker, man. Like I know, but the theme in a Joker, you, you couldn't make the it French happen. Revolution is already dark in, in in its in its own like element. Mm-hmm. The Joker has to be a character you had to build up to follow. To you see, oh, he's crazy, whatever. Yeah, we got that throughout the whole movie. In the first one. Now for the second one to be suddenly, oh, now we have to believe him and see, oh, it's a musical. Now he's gonna break into song and dance after every so often it's just something i just don't think is a good idea for this one um, i know i get it like if they're gonna introduce harley quinn they'll have singing bits together they'll show their romance all that whatever but it's just to make the whole movie be a musical it just i don't think it's the right move uh for what we got the first time around and i like todd phillips uh he does comedy very well he does we saw him do a drama a drama very well in the first one so for them to pivot to musical i, I don't agree with the move but yeah but we'll wait see. and see when they do the first trick just to see how he does it no i yeah sure i just, just to see just i don't a, think it's a good idea a chance i just feared yeah. that was something i saw that i'm like oh cool because i'm looking forward to joker i mean i, I enjoy hawking phoenix's performance and lady gaga has been really good as an actress i you know she started born and she's in a house of gucci so and you can tell she's trying to expand beyond not just music, you know, and acting as well. Just have something to fall back upon. I can say serious a little bit, but I like the fact they do do go that route, the musical part, you know, it'd be good character development about them. Just to see, like, because you always see these bits and pieces of Harley Quinn's origin, but to see it more fleshed out in the film, but instead of, like, highlights, it could be interesting to see, like, the development breakdown. Because you saw in the first Joker how he slowly started, you know, his transition. Like, it's it was like a like a slow buildup, yeah. which is great. It's great for, for character development, but to me, it'd be something like that with Harley Quinn. You always see this pieces like in Suicide like, First Suicide Squad, and of course, um, then her film, her solo film, and then, of course, Dallas Suicide Squad. So, so it'll be interesting to see how that works. And of course, if you hope you guys are enjoying Jurassic World. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it all right. Um, Definitely something to see here. Um, of course, now I talk about only wrestling as well. Um, basically, things I want to get off my chest. Uh, of course, you guys are aware CM Punk is injured. Um, he ended up injuring himself during a stage dive just after winning the all uh, the, the AEW championship at the Dynamite at the Forum, LA Forum, the Kia Forum they call it now. Um, he did a stage dive, which I guess he landed awkwardly on his foot. Like all the way, and he crashed in the guardrail, and apparently he injured his foot. He came out that Friday on Rampage. He still fought in the match and everything. He still played his fight to the pain. Um, find out they book a couple of bones in his foot. Um, pretty much, he's gonna have to take a break for right now. He wanted to really choose the belt, but Tony Khan said no. We're gonna have an interim belt for right now. I think he's champion for right now because I could tell he had a lot of plans for Summer Punk Three. You know, he had a Ring of Honor, he had WWE, and for having it here, but of course, it's a whole forbidden door, you know, New Japan for wrestling, because AEW, that's going to be built in Chicago at the United Center, looking forward to that. So, with Palm being hurt and sidelined, you know, 
And of course, Punk said in his like promo that he didn't want to be a roadblock. He didn't want to impede anybody from being a champion. Of course, Tony Khan says Tony still believes in CM Punk, so he's gonna take a break, heal himself up, and let's keep going. Because I can tell by he's on his eyes, he's disappointed himself that he can't perform. And I see a lot of passion. He's got that passion back again for wrestling. Like, he's got that hunger and desire to do it again. But, of course, he's doing acting as well on the side, which is kind of cool that I'm doing that as well. I think he came out of episodes of Mayans, and he's in that show Heels. That's on Stars. They do, like, a second season now. He's, like, a recurring character. Um, so, for the meantime, last Wednesday on Dynamite, they announced he did have foot surgery. And based on the reports, it's, I guess, the damage was kind of, you know, more than what they anticipated for the surgery as well. They appeared to bounce. I know Biggio had a broken foot. I don't know how long usually broken foot takes a while to heal. A few months. Like a few months, right? Yeah. Three to four months, basically. Yeah, so chances are probably we'll see CM Punk back. And they said that once they're interested in champions in the crown and Punk gets better, we'll have like a champion versus champion like unification. And hopefully Punk will start his run with that. Just to have at least give him like at least one of those. So, Punk, CM Punk, get well soon. Hopefully, he'll be able to do commentary at Forbidden Door. It'll be nice, because it's in Chicago. But not him not be there. Um, so, what they did was they had, like, a battle royale. Then the winner will face John Moxley, who was ranked number one. And from there, they determined who's going to go to Forbidden Door to face the winner of uh, the semifinals at New Japan. And, of course, Tanahashi won. Tanahashi won. So, it's going to be Tanahashi versus John Moxley at Forbidden Door for the interim AEW World Championship. Um, so far, another match that could be announced as well could be JY, who recently, this past weekend, became the IGWP Heavyweight Champion. Could be facing Heyman and Page. You know, Adam Cole's taking his. Nelson is this like a lot of wrestlers are hurt right now. This is like a like Brian Nelson is hurt. Adam Cole has a torn lane room, but he's still holding up. It's like sounds like people are getting hurt, but you know, I guess the forbidden door. I guess some wrestlers won't be able to compete to like. Um, Commitments yeah, with other federations, like appearances and stuff. And then um, I think Matt Cardona, who was the NWA champion, recently had to drop his belt due to his shoulder injury. So Billy Corgan had like a fatal four way match announced for the NWA pay per view, and Trevor Murdoch kind of winning the fatal four way. Billy Corgan presented him with the NWA championship belt. Um, and then going around back to AEW, the big thing that happened on Monday was Jeff Hardy. You know about Jeff Hardy? He's been going, he's been battling demons with alcoholism. I've been during this time in WWE. Apparently, it's, helping, it's affecting him again um, mm. to the point that this past Monday, um, he was pulled over and arrested for a DUI by the Florida Highway Patrol's corner TMZ. Um, basically, he was swerving around the road and driving radically to walk his car. They actually have footage, like someone oh, yeah, like TMZ found footage of him. And, um, apparently, according to the description of the from TMZ Sports, is what described. They sent the video. Uh, three officers were apparently sequestered over the state. Jeff Hardy had to pull him over on Monday morning. They used two guns pointing at the AW Star. The finding scene was so captured on a police video team from TMZ Sports just before the fourth quarter person was arrested in Lewis County for DUI by the Florida Highway Patrol. The footage you can see after the cops stopped Hardy's white guys charged on the freeway after they said they were over the road and driving rapidly. They walked his car. Appeared to shot orders him through his closed window. Hardy, though, seemingly didn't comply, which caused these officers to fall the fire. Unfortunately, Hardy and the other. So, I'm going to assume officers were able to get him out of the door. Which, you can see, 
party wearing a Jacksonville Jaguar t-shirt was now standing on his feet, mumbled and whispered responses to the officers. During questioning, Hardy appeared to admit to taking shots of fireball before getting behind the wheels. Eventually, officers took Hardy away from the busy highway to a nearby parking lot to determine field sobriety tests. Hardy, though, stumbled through each test, and after some minutes, an officer slammed such enough to start a small baby under arrest for the offense of the DUI. A police officer documents officer said they tested Hardy's uh, blood alcohol concentrated level to a breathalyzer back in the station. He claimed he blew a .291 and a .294. He was spotted out of jail late Monday evening, but ultimately, according to the court records, hit with three charges, including felony, DUI, as well as two misdemeanors. He's due in court for a hearing later in the afternoon. And, of course, Matt, and the, it sucks is because, um, and what sucks is, um, he and Matt were going to be part of tomorrow's, um, at the time just recording tomorrow's Road Ranger van in St. Louis, where we part of a triple, a triple threat um, ladder match with the Hardys, uh, Jungle Bunch, Source, and the Young Bucks. But now it's been changed to just the Young Bucks and um, Source and Jungle Boy. This is a two on two, on two uh, ladder match. Um, Tony Khan released a statement um, today on, and he was able to contact Jeff. Um, Matt Hardy was kind of said something as well because as well and he's doing his best to help his brother as well but this is what um, Tony Khan posted on uh, his Twitter and also on AEW's Twitter with a statement that says here we were able to resume contact with Jeff Hardy this afternoon. AEW does not condone Jeff's alleged behavior. We made it very clear to Jeff that we will assist him in getting treatment for substance abuse issues in which he has indicated that he's open to receiving. In his interim, he's suspended without pay, and he can only return AEW upon successfully completing treatment and maintaining his sobriety. And he puts a thing, if you and your loved one needs help, reach out to SMAHSA's National Health Line at 162Help. Um, so basically, he's suspended, um, but he's open to get help. It's not bad. It sucks. It was like, honestly, it's, it happens when somebody found alcoholism, they fall to the lap. Pretty much what happens. Yeah. But you and Matt put out a statement that, you know, he surprised us to be the first to help him, help Jeff's wife and his kids, you know, help him get the help they need. So, yeah, I got Yeah, that's unfortunate because, you know, it looks like Hardy's probably trying to get a run at the championship, championship, you know, um, that's going on. And of course, um, EW announced that you can't take all the the All Atlantic Championship, um, which is going to feature another international wrestler from the Olympics. Now they're having a tournament with the leading to like a final four at Forbidden Door. It's not the first All Atlantic Championship. So, like I said, I got somebody else. <laughs> um, and I guess they did like a little interview session with him, but I'm not going to make it because I don't have to. Just to get like a few, like a pretty much like a your calls and then, you know, so like I say, he's one of the most more involved. Like, what I like about Tony Khan is when they have like when you have the three events, they have video conferences after the event. Right. That's kind of cool how they do that. Like, just talk about the weekend, so they don't take like words out of context. Um, but other than that, um, Pico, do you have anything else to add before I get to the final news story? <laughs> uh, no, that's that was Jeff Hardy's news with the hands on right now. So. And they just put it on. Yeah, I saw the video. I was gonna watch the video, but I kind of figured so just based they, on the description. Yeah, it sounds pretty bad. Um, yeah, for for how they found him, uh, he was stumbling and stuff, and it's like, yeah, it's just not a not a good look. Obviously, he wasn't making good decisions. Uh, 
those that are taking a few shots it may not hit you right away, but it'll hit you if all you haven't once. eaten anything, yeah. Uh, and especially when you're sitting down. So it's it was just not a good idea. Um, and hopefully he gets the help he needs. Um, fantasy. But yeah, no, that was the story I was gonna bring up. I, know, I was gonna say I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I was on my Twitter, like it was on our Twitter buzz for our podcast, which is at Pop Code eighty five, and it was one of those things that kind of like popped up. I was like, holy shit! And then so yeah. then I, I read into it because at first I thought, you know, maybe should I buy right through it? And of course, KMT has you know, usually KMT is reliable things like that. So I was right there. And I like the way that Adam is handling it, but how Tony kind of and how he was able to open the dialogue with Jeff White because it sounded like the help we're offering the help that. him and Matt's like run in AEW, like well, run. Yeah, yeah, they've been relevant in the industry they've stayed in for the past couple decades now, so it's hard. It, it, this could have happened to anyone and happened to other wrestlers in the past, so it's mm-hmm. just like now the people that you've grown up and saw are now older and they're at later stage of their careers, and so they're, you know, some of them are dealing with stuff that it's hard to deal with after taking so many falls and bumps to the head so like alcohol is a way to deal with that and jeff has never been uh a person who shied away i guess you could say from dealing from using stuff like the substance to cope with stuff he needs to cope with so it's not the first time you've seen him get in trouble with the law um it's just you know you never you never like to see it when they're older when they're older and especially when they have families that they have to support Okay, one last piece of business. This is the last news question I made with. Um, hope you guys, if you see by my shirt, you know, I'm a Sailor Moon fan. Um, I, it was one of my first animes, and I was so excited when Vans announced a collaboration with Sailor Moon. They got a bunch of shirts and shoes, and fortunately, I was able to get my hands. I ordered one of the Sailor Moon shoes. Um, yeah. But they got good content. It is unisex, which is kind of cool, so it goes for men and women, so it's an awesome black you know, tied to one gender. Um, apparently, I'm a women's, like, 12 and a half. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a men's 11, so I ordered one of the shoes. I ordered the Vans. It's called the... It's the Vans. Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Authentic. It's... They have the high top ones, the high eight, which is really cool. It's designs. They got ones like Glow in the Dark. And they got a kid's club on. I got this one, which is, like, the Vans. It's kind of like... It has all, like, it has Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask on each of the fronts of the shoes, but they got all the Sailor Guardians around the shoe. Got like a light blue type, but they got like shirts, they got hoodies, they got even they got like high tops in the shape of her. They call the skate, um, stack. So they got like good clever, some run between 80 to I think the most I saw was like 105. dollars Yeah, there's one. Well, the sky tag is like 135, but the Lizzie one, there's one called 115, there's the Lizzie one that's a cloud. Yeah, there's one called the Lizzie and it has like. Manga images from the actual manga, and it's about twenty five dollars. And they got shirts too, which is going for like thirty five graphic tees. 
And it's kind of cool. They got this long sleeve on with the bands off the wall, but it's got like her sailor outfit. It's like a white long sleeve. Like it's like $34. It's a cool crew. I like this blue one. It's like $35. I might check it out at the shop. And it's just her with the, her her weapon and it says off the wall bands with each other. It's kind of cool. They're doing it as a, it's like a celebration of the 30th, like, anniversary of the Sailor Moon. Not just the manga itself, but like the anime itself. Because the manga came out in 1991. The anime came out, came out like, um, so they got different ones, so definitely check those on the website. But I think right now, if you were to the website, um, they all do offer like free shipping. Okay, cool mm-hmm. shirts. And they got kids, some kids, unisex basically. So for men and women, you can get the right size they you want. I I couldn't pass up the opportunity to get those shoes, so it's great. Because I have some, I kind of missed out the Dragon Ball collaboration they had. Was it uh, yeah, that was a while ago. Uh, they'll come back. No, it's okay. But this is something up. that. Like it's cool that Sailor Moon is still being recognized, still being respected as one of like one of the top like anime and manga up there, and it's more recognizable. You can not go only about being a popular Sailor Moon. So that that's one of the things I want to share before we sign off. Other than that, Pico, anything else you want to add or what you're watching right now? No. Just, that you recommend the viewers? No, I just been watching GA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I haven't watched. Okay. Alright guys, um, that will do it for this week. Um, like I said, happy Father's Day once again to the dads. That time is important for our Father's Day episode. <laughs> so we'll be back again like next week with another new episode. Um, make sure to check us out. You know, not only on Anchor but also our home platform, also on Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Like I said, we just opened up a new store on Threadless. I just put up some new designs for the new logo. Um, I added like a Beagle shirt. I had a franchise shirt. I had some fake company shirts. Um, you can check it out on talkpopculture.threadless.com. Those links will be at the end of the episode on the video. Also in the audio description for audio listeners as well. Um, big shout out to Poddex, Anchor, and ExpressVPN for sponsoring us. Thank you so much. And also as well, thank you to viewers for taking the time out. Your busy schedules links to us. It's spending time with your dads. And like I said, once again, happy Father's Day to all the dads. We'll see you guys again next week. As always. Geek on and take care.